0: Hello and welcome to Recovery Talks with Montana's Peer Network. I am Montana's Peer Network recovery coach, Leah Wetzel, and I'm here today with our peer services coordinator, Bill Hartford. The topic tonight is recovery during the holidays and maintaining our recovery during the holidays. You definitely would have a lot to say on this topic versus versus
1: me. You've been in recovery for quite some time. Yep, I have. Yep. It's, uh, I've been in recovery for quite a few years, for about 14 years. It hasn't been perfect, but it's been way better than it was when I was using. And mo- most of the people who are probably listening there at home know what it's like to, to go through a, a holiday season while you're still in the throes of your struggling with your with your use, uh, whatever, your, whatever your struggle may be.
0: Yes, definitely. That really resonates with me as well, Bill. Um, you know, we're all at different places in our lives um, and our recoveries, healing processes, and whatnot. And you know, the holidays can definitely be be a big trigger. What are some ways that you you feel we can cope through times like this?
1: Well, there's there's a lot of different uh, different. Uh things to do, a lot of different tactics, if you will, uh, things to keep in mind. Uh, as we mentioned before, I've, I've weathered more than a few holiday seasons now uh, while in recovery. And some of the, the things that I've used to help me get through a, a holiday season are things that I kind of had to make use of. Uh, I'll kind of draw, draw upon my military experience because I, I spent 16 years in the military including the regular army and the army reserves and the national guard. I was in the, I was in the Operation Desert Storm in the first Gulf War long ago and we deployed right at the beginning of the holiday season so that was that was that was interesting some of the things that we can do especially those of you if, here in Montana we know that in Montana we have a much higher than average rate of participation in the military per capita compared to other states so Montana there there are a lot of veterans in Montana so almost everybody listing listening probably either has a veteran in their family or somebody that they know. And anytime you're separated from your family, when you're in recovery, it can be difficult. And if you're separated because you're, you're deployed somewhere, whether you're uh, stationed someplace uh, overseas, say like in Europe or Korea, uh, or if you're deployed to a combat zone, uh, that, that just adds an extra layer of stress to it. And believe it or not, it's actually harder on the families back home than it is on the service person who's deployed. Because if you can think about times when somebody you know has been uh, deployed or sent somewhere, and I know you've got family members who are veterans as well, and when they're when they're deployed, nowadays it's not, it makes me sound like an old fogey. nowadays, <laughs> uh, it's not quite as bad as it was when I was deployed for the Gulf War. Uh, now there's texting and there's, there's all kinds of social media and people can FaceTime and most, most service members, they may, might not have service coverage where they are, but uh, they have the capability to communicate a lot more often. Uh, we were allowed to, there's during the go for where I was, we were out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the desert and they set up, the, these phone companies came out and they set up these phone stations out in the middle of nowhere that were linked by satellite. And uh, we got to use them about once every four to six weeks. And so we get to communicate with home. And so the reason I say it's harder on the, on the family member than the service person is that the service person knows what they're doing. They know where they are. I mean, they know if they're safe or not. Family member might not know that at all. They don't know where, where is she, where is he, where is she? Is she safe? Is she scared? Is she alone? Is she with her friends? And so once, those people, once the, the uh, deployed person is able to come home, if they spent a holiday season deployed away from home, the holiday season itself can trigger really, really strong emotions. Because among all the different hol- different times of year, for, for most cultures, at least American cultures uh, in the US, this time of year, whatever the holiday may be, uh, Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or what have you, it's a special time for families. And being separated from your family is hard. And so if you have veterans in your family who are here with you, some of the things you can do for your veteran or service member during the holiday seasons, if they are in recovery themselves, they're, they may be, uh, before they come home, maybe you can look up some times and locations for some local meetings of whatever program that they might participate in. If they're in, if they're in NA or Smart Recovery or Wellbriety or they want to, pardon me, if they want to visit the local VFW. Uh, You know, keep those kind of things on hand. Don't necessarily push them to go to a meeting of some kind, but have all that kind of information available so that if they say, man, I really need to get to a meeting, ah, I know where there is one. Um, That's one thing you can do. Another big thing you can do for one of the biggest things is let them relax and catch up on their sleep. Um, Believe it or not, other than sex, this is the main thing that those who are deployed fantasize about the most is sleeping. Because you don't get, much, you don't get uh, much opportunity or as much as you would like, especially if you're someplace that, that's a little bit scary. And so let them relax. I know that oftentimes it's tempting to plan a visitation schedule. You know, we're, first we're going to visit this cousin. We're going to go visit Aunt Jane. Then we're going to grandma's house. Then we're going to, because family members are proud of their service member, they want to kind of parade them around almost or show them off. the family the the service member can tell you know they'll tolerate that somewhat but don't plan a huge schedule of them doing that because that's that's stressful in and of itself just just let them it's it's okay to visit some but keep it low stress and if they just don't feel like going somewhere because their brain just isn't in that space let them have that that space themselves let them know that we really wish you could make it but if you can't we understand we will we'll make it work next time. You know, engage them in, in light, easy conversation. you know don't 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 ask them difficult questions. if they want if they have something difficult to talk about and they want to talk about it, they'll tell you. Especially if they may be if they're still in the military and they may be going back there after the holidays, yeah, now this isn't the time to to ask them to tell you war stories. They, they came home, they want to rest, they want to have happy thoughts in their mind enjoy mom's good cooking, watch some football (laughs) and just (laughs) fall asleep on the couch after supper, right?
0: Right. Yes, thank you for that information, Bill. And I think that's really uh, helpful for any of us, especially in the peer services work uh, because we deal with cultures within cultures and the big culture of our people we support, individuals we support, is definitely veterans with me myself doing the work I do within the Eighth judicial veterans court uh, me not being a veteran myself that's very helpful information and you know just just taking a moment to honor honor our veterans you know we're very grateful for their services and I'm very grateful for your services Hmm. as as well Bill
1: well thank you for saying that I, I appreciate that yeah my my honor to serve
0: yeah and it's it's an honor to work with this man and just listening to him you know a bit of his background is is education he was a teacher uh, amongst many other hats he wore but it's just we're able to you know come from the different world, worlds we do and and blend blend very well and uh, it's just the honor to be able to work with you and learn from you.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree, Leah. I do. It's uh, like you said, we come from kind of pretty different worlds, but we, I think we, we work together pretty darn well. I think, especially when we're doing our recovery coaching training and stuff. And yeah, it's yeah. uh, I've only been with NPN a couple months, but it's been good so far. Yeah.
0: Yes, same here. We started about three weeks apart, and it's it's been an amazing journey already, my friend. So back to, um, you know, services and resources. Um, what are some good resources within Montana for our veterans? I know we have the VA.
1: Yep, we have VA, VA Montana. Uh, we have uh, the, there are local chapters of the VFW for people who are, who are, who are deployed to combat zone. They uh, qualify for veterans of foreign, that's what VFW is, is veterans of foreign wars. Uh, if the veteran happens to be disabled, whether it's from combat or or other service uh, disabilities, the DAV, the DA Disabled American Veterans, uh, there are chapters in all the big cities here in Montana. Uh, there are there are certain resources that that are available if a uh, service member needs access to to. Uh, health care or if they need access to to counseling oftentimes we know that here in montana we we don't have near, anywhere near as many va facilities as they have in the bigger metropolitan areas where they have you know giant hospital systems and so forth and so we here in montana we have to make use of our community i guess health care system and the va does 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 pay for that if a person is is uh, eligible for, for getting their health care through the VA they they are eligible for uh, for getting their health care from the from the local community and there's a phone number I can give you it's 24 okay. hours a day seven seven days a week phone number this is the VA community care authorization number okay. and this is if, if, a, VA, if a veteran is uh, eligible for, for services, and they need to go to an urgent care instead of an emergency room. They need to go to, to visit whatever kind of care they need, maybe even if it's mental health care uh, in their local community. This is the number that they would call and they would tell them what providers, because there are providers in, in almost every community in Montana that are enrolled in this community care system. And like I said, this number is, is 25 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, And that phone number for VA Community Care Authorization line is toll free 1-866-620-2071. Again, that's 1-866-620-2071. And it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And they can look up what providers are available in your local area for whatever it might be that you need and give you guidance on where they are and how to get there. And all the veteran has to do then is show up there with their veteran's ID and say, I need services. And their desk person calls that number to confirm that, yeah, you really are that person and then you get your services. And uh, yeah, especially during, during the holiday season when somebody's might be feeling stressed out and man, I need to talk to a counselor. Oh, I, I really need to, to see somebody or, oh, I've, I think I got a really bad tummy ache because I ate too much turkey, or whatever it might be. Um, they can get access to help by dialing that number uh, if they if they don't know what what facilities are part of that that program. And uh, as I said, most most communities in Montana have at least one provider uh, that participates in that program. So that's something really handy to know. One other thing about people who are in recovery as well: your veteran. Uh, or whoever they might be, a family member in recovery during the holidays, please respect the fact that they're in recovery and don't try to push any kind of like alcohol or anything else like that on them. Even if it's for a toast, like even a toast to our absent brothers and sisters, right, even to those, those who have gone before us, please respect their, their sobriety, re- respect their recovery. Maybe have sparkling cider or juice or something like that on hand, uh, so they can still participate in the toast but don't tell them oh come on we just want one just one won't hurt because it's never just one
0: right and
1: yeah so yeah just just respect their recovery and their sobriety and uh make things a whole lot whole lot merrier for everybody
0: definitely and thank you for that information again bill and you know another good resource or or action we can take during the holidays you know whether we're feeling you know overwhelmed just caught up in our heads a good way for myself has been uh, volunteering mm. and i know you know here in great falls we have the mission we got the rescue mission here and there's some great individuals you know that that work there you know of course they're even there during the holidays and i'm sure You know, reaching out to your local rescue mission or your local
1: almost almost any kind of almost any kind of religious organization will know will have access to phone numbers for those kind of resources in almost any community for sure like Salvation Army or like that great yeah lots of great opportunities to to volunteer because that's one of the best ways to feel better about yourself is by helping somebody else
0: yes definitely giving back um, because it gets us out of our own own heads right and you know another another question I was thinking to ask is also you know what if what if you're supporting individuals through you know the holidays which a lot of us do what are some good boundaries we can set you know as we're supporting people but also still allowing them support, but what are good boundaries to set within peer services and the holidays?
1: Well, that's great. That's a great question. We know that boundaries are super important for anybody's recovery uh, and respecting, it's hard to respect somebody else's boundary if you don't know that it's there. And so it's important to set those boundaries to begin with. If you're, if you're supporting someone who's in recovery, let them know that, that uh, you'll be willing to be there with them that you've got time set aside for them. Maybe let them know that that if there's, say, for example, if there's a, a religious service that you want to go to, don't don't force them to go with you or vice versa. If there's a there's a religious service they want to go to, you know, let them know that I might not, I'll, if you need, maybe I'll help you get there if it's not your particular choice, what have you. But have those available and you'll be willing to, to help them to, to do what they need to do. Uh, time boundaries are always really important. You know, During the holidays, it's easy to spend lots of time just talking and catching up and just enjoying each other's time and each other's company. And uh, it's, it gets to the point where the holidays are exhausting. <laughs> and yeah. So it's, it's good to set time boundaries with people to say, I can, I can help you out and I'll, I'll be here with you from here this time to this time. And uh, if you've set boundaries about, uh, we, we have ethical boundaries as peer support specialists uh, especially during the holidays, there's there's always questions about, about ethical boundaries as far as giving and gifts. And even if it's the holiday season, uh, we as peer support specialists are not necessarily supposed to take gifts uh, or exchange gifts with a peer. Now, if they if they have a gift that they want to give you, it's hard to say, nope, I can't take that. Sorry. Tell them you appreciate that. I appreciate the thought. Uh, but we can't do anything that might put us in a position of an advantage over a peer. And if they have a gift for us, but we don't have a gift for them, that also might put them at, have a feeling of advantage over us, or leverage, if you will, that we owe them something because they gave us a gift. And so that's a boundary we should really stick to. No matter how, how good a relationship we have with them, how long we've been working with them, how good their, solid their recovery is. Uh, That's another boundary that we need to be very wary of during the holiday season.
0: Definitely. And I'm glad you touched on that because a lot of us that are in peer support, it just comes naturally, right? It comes natural to us to support. We're healers, we're leaders, we're supporters. And so Knowing our boundaries and allowing others to know our boundaries as well is, is teaching each other how to respect one another. We teach people how to treat us is something that I've learned on this road of, of my recovery. Um, another good resource I was thinking of is uh, growing up, my dad and, and stepmom would always uh, volunteer with uh, big brothers and big sisters. I was thinking about them as well. There's, there's a lot of volunteer opportunity out there and people that may not yet be in recovery, don't ever doubt that what you have to say and what you have to share, you know, that little act of kindness is, is magic to somebody. Something that may seem very small, um, you know, can be very huge in a person's life. So just just a smile, just you know, holding the door for somebody, our elders, whoever, um, you know, just being able to to bring those acts of kindness back into our communities, and that's one thing I've I've always loved about Montana is that small town mentality is and and being that being that person that that is supportive. So I've really enjoyed our conversation today. And I know there's a lot of different cultures within cultures and our veterans are a huge piece of our recovery.
1: Yeah, that's right. The, the, if you have people in your life who maybe not in recovery yet, uh, but they might be considering it, whether you might think they need it or not, they, they may be thinking it, but they may not. But saying just one small thing to that person, it might mean everything to them. Like that old saying about to the world, you might be one person, but to one person, you might be the world. And that one little thing you say, that little uh telling them happy holidays, whether it's there's you know, lots of ways to say it. It's it's uh in Japan or in Japanese, excuse me, or or in Arabic, or I think I'm butchering these probably, but in Gaelic, happy holidays is Le and in Hebrew, Shag I probably butchered those, but anyway, those are different ways to say happy holidays. And I know some people get all bent out of shape, it's Christmas, well, not Christmas for everybody. So happy holiday season is the way to go, I think.
0: So Definitely. I'll leave with that. <laughs> yes, and my, my native sacred language it would be, uh, the translation I believe would be Sukapi, uh, which is good and holidays i don't believe we have a word for holidays
1: celebrate or something probably
0: again folks uh, you know i i challenge all of our listeners to just really seek out resources that are out there and if you yourself are in recovery and you're supporting others in recovery you know setting boundaries and and remembering those ethical boundaries and voicing and honoring those boundaries is very important you know setting schedules for your days during the holidays because I know a lot of us get into these routines now that we're living you know on the red road Um, setting setting a good schedule and and letting your family know how you're feeling voicing your opinion and you know allowing them to know where you are mentally and you know maybe you don't want to go out into a support group physically there's so many resources online uh, like Bill had spoke of and so I just really challenge you to uh, look out and seek out those resources and and be that one that one voice and and that kind heart.
1: I'll loop it back to the to the veteran thing you know if it's a veteran in your life or Somebody maybe has been away in treatment for recovery. Uh, You know, most of all, tell them that you miss them and tell them that you're proud of them and tell them that you love them.
0: That's right. Best thing you can do. Definitely. Well, we thank you for listening in and uh, you all have a happy holiday. Happy holidays, everybody. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible.